Ready. All right. It's your show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Thoughts with Joe. I'm your host, Joe. Today I have with us Caitlin and Jordan. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing great. Yeah. That's good to hear. So good. Happy to hear that. Thanks for having us on. Tell me about, I'm going to just get right into it, if that's okay with you. Tell me about this trip y'all took um, and the paper you're working on and how you feel like this is going to change the way we look at jelly bean distribution. Um, This was a very, like, uplifting and, like, um, definitely, like, a learning trip that we took. Very mind-opening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we're about to break ground in the jelly bean industry. Beautiful, beautiful. I feel like there's a need for what y'all are doing and not enough people know about it. And so thanks for coming and sharing We are story. the change. We are, we are. By we the are. end of the year. We, all of us, all we of are us. the change. You listening at home, you are, we are. No, you listening at home, you're not the change. Only we're the change. Yeah, actually okay. only, only Caitlin and Jordan. <laughs> we're the change. Oh my god, I'm dying, guys. That was good. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. I was like really invested in that. I really like the tone industry. that you kind of set. Like you have a very like calming like speaking voice. Thanks. Thanks. You should be like a audiobook reader. Oh I my would god. love that so much. You should. I, I love uh, Parks and Rec. You know that character? Yeah. I know I joked about it earlier, but Dan Goebbels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about that I think is so funny. Yeah. Or do y'all ever listen to classical, the classical radio station in Fort Worth? And there was a bit that Alec Baldwin used to do. He used to talk really quietly and softly into the microphone and introduce whatever music was coming next. And I always just thought that was so funny. Yeah. It's like, who is this guy? (laughs) I feel like we're going to adopt that now for all of our guests. We're going to make them do exactly what you just did. If you guys um, are a little bit lost, you are welcoming back to Forever Reckless Podcast. We have Kate here with us and our lovely... (laughs) Yeah, I'm here like I am every single other week. Here I am, guys. Surprise! Listen, the words just come out. I can't control them, okay? We are joined by our lovely guest. Lovely. Wait, do you you prefer... What do you prefer? Listen, I prefer Joseph. Joseph, But I'll never get upset if you call me Joe. Do you have a nickname? Uh, Joe Petnev, J Money, J Nizzy. J uh, Money, that's also her nickname. Really? Yes. Well, maybe I might be the one that calls her that, she but is. I do call her that. I understand that. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a girl that I had a crush on in high school, and she referred to me as Joe Petnev one time, like in passing. Pretty sure that was the only interaction we ever had, but uh, I remember thinking, <laughs> oh my God, she knows who I am. She, <laughs> called, me, she called me Joe Petnev, and uh, hence, henceforth, I've been Joe Petnev. So. Oh my God, does she know the impact that she's had? I don't think she does. I don't know how to, yeah. We have to tell her. We have if to you tell her. went to school with him and you called him Joe Patnev, you've changed the course of this man's life. I'm going to protect her uh, anonymity and uh, just let her, she knows who she is. Yeah. She's listening. You uh, know who thank you are. You. you know who you are. Thank you so much. We also, appreciate you for creating this legend. You're really starting with big words off this episode already with the anonymity. You know, I was really nervous about that. I saw, I was like, I can see the sentence forming and I know that word is in it. And I was like, okay, I can't mess this up. So well, you I, know that we're not good with words. No, we mess so. up words regularly. Thank God we're not like a, you know, a conversation-based media, you know, uh, yeah, form. Thank, thank God we don't talk thank all God, the time like, for everybody. Thank God we're just like drawing pictures and showing them to people. I can't draw either. So, damn, what am I going to do? Well, you can be the cyber. You just transcribe the episodes. I just sit. Or that too. That works. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You are positive. You know, 
life's too short to be anything else, right? Oh wow, you're you're right. Thanks. That's a good outlook. I think this is the perfect um, guest to have on this day. Actually, okay. Seems I, like a jab. <laughs> How's your day going, Jordan? Are you okay? <laughs> I only almost cried like three times. Oh. It's okay though. You I've know, cried okay seven. Cry. <laughs> I've <laughs> cried seven. <laughs> By the time well, we wrap this up, I might cry. I could cry in this. We don't know what's gonna happen. We could have a good cry. I feel like your music is actually the perfect music to cry to. That's a great compliment. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I cried Adele. Yeah. And she's Adele. You know. You know. I don't. I, yeah. I think. I think even Adele right now. If you listen to her new record, she's crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, We're all um, crying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I actually love. I like that you said that because I. Uh, I like writing sad songs, and I think. I think sad songs do the best job letting people know that they're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think there's actually something like really positive whenever you have a strong connection with a sad song, sad piece of art mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, like I know people have joked about that before, but I, I actually really find that complimentary and endearing that people say like, oh, yeah, your songs made me cry. I'm like, OK, cool. Maybe you needed to cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us in because I know that whenever you talked to the Funky Panther before you brought up um, like how you heard an album for the first that made you feel something. And that's kind of what struck your love and interest of music. Yeah. So yeah. is that kind of what you base like all of your artistry around is just making people have a connection and make them feel something? Yeah, I think so. I think that that is, uh, I mentioned in over text, like the difference between art and entertainment. And I think, um, music can be a, it could provide a service and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be like entertainment, like don't dance around, you know, like mm-hmm. wear something funky, but it can be like a service provided. And I think that, writing something, whether it's like inherently sad or it's just emotional and it evokes a a strong response, I think that that is a service you're providing. And uh, I think that's something that's actually really beautiful and like worth celebrating. So I definitely do like, and I felt that when I was a kid listening to certain music and was always interested in what was going on when that was happening. And then when I got older and started to make music, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do that. And so Hopefully the idea is that they're not just sad for like being sad sake, but they're being sad because like maybe there's something that they need to think about that they haven't been thinking about or, you know, maybe they just need to be reminded that they're not the only person who has felt X, Y, Z, you know, so yeah. That's awesome. I'd say it's also, it's not really necessarily even just all the way sad. It's kind of like, because we were listening to some of your songs earlier just to kind of like prep for the interview um, or for the episode and it uh, it almost is like it kind of like is like soothing and just like there's is a very like calming like essence that comes over yeah. you when you're listening to it. Thanks. It's so. very it's very like welcoming. I feel like there's music that you listen to and you feel very like heard by it and accepted by it. And I think that you have a really good voice to do that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want it to be like easy to listen to. So yeah. <laughs> when are you gonna have us on one of your songs? Um. We have please name that drop. We have the um, voices of angels. Yeah, you know I would love that. I, I have a, I actually have a song right now that's like in that stage, and it could use like a couple of female voices. And uh, I, I can do the yeah yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. We can just can we just pull that audio from there? We go right there. We can I'll send it. That. Listen, Jordan and I's life goal <laughs> in this world. We don't have many goals. Um, we like to shoot low, but we do have this dream. To be someone's like 
what would you call it? Like how we always want to like, we want to like. Background singers? <laughs> no. Hype man? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. When someone has like that little like catch, they put in like catchphrase, they put in every single song like some girl oh, does. Yeah. We want to like be a, someone's like, like uh, viral, not viral sound. Like Is a tag, it? like a. <laughs> Jason like you know how like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, all we want to do, do that, or uh, like, another one yeah. yeah except it's you guys it's yeah. us yeah yeah that's all we've ever wanted i thought i don't i don't think there's a lot in between us right now and that happening that being an, an actual thing so thank god so it's a possibility yeah i'm, I'm excited for this <laughs> i think that we could do this and then just We'll, we'll just send you a couple different sound bites, okay? Perfect. And we'll start really recording some stuff up, and we can just send it. We can yeah. send it over to your manager, Jeb Workman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he sifts through all because I get I get dozens, if not thousands, of uh, dozens, requests. Dozens, if not thousands. <laughs> dozens, if not thousands. And, At uh, least twenty four, maybe a thousand. <laughs> Jeb does a great job sifting through all of that, making sure you know I only I only I only have time for so much, and uh, he does a good job making sure I see people who oh, yeah. quality good, like y'all. Good. So yeah, when we got yeah. an email from him, that was the only reason we responded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wild Spirit four seven six at gmail dot com. <laughs> That's Jeb. He also has an Instagram page. Guys, do not send him your sounds, okay? <laughs> He's not trying to find literally. You guys. It's just for us. I will get so violent if someone else tries to steal my gig. <laughs> well, Everyone needs to stop stealing our ideas. We have all these great ideas, and then I find out like a week later there are already things. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> she said it on me. We'll see. We have these. We have these drunk thoughts. Mm-hmm. Also, that should be a new segment. Drunk thoughts. See another idea. Don't steal that. We just do this all the time. We say something. We're like, that's a good idea. And then I feel like a week later, someone else is doing it. What's an example of one? I can't think of one right now, but I also, I had a little bit to drink before this, so now I'm a little little bit nervous. Well, you know, hey, it sounds like Drunk Thoughts is happening right now, and that's, you know. Uh, We didn't get our, um, we didn't do our weekend recap. Did you do anything fun, exciting? I wouldn't call what I did fun, Um, so I'm going to just pass on the weekend recap this time. Today's Monday, yeah. 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 What, what were you up to? Uh, it wasn't anything glamorous. I I played two events on Saturday. It was mm-hmm. it was a long day. I played the Decatur Farmers Market. Oh. So lots of uh, Shania Twain, lots oh, of uh, George Strait, and uh, I'm not exaggerating. I actually played adjacent to a uh, a llama farm, like a lot, <laughs> like a like a booth dedicated to showcasing like a llama ret- retreat. Oh. Uh, no, I wouldn't llamas. It's okay. alpacas. So oh, there's this family in Decatur. They own alpacas. I wish I had the card. I would. Give them a shout out because they're super nice and they, they tip really well. But uh, they have like a resort on their property and you can come out and like do alpaca yoga. You can do alpaca picnics, alpaca like wine tastings. Uh, it was super cool. So anyways, played across the street from them across the little walkway. And uh, later that night, played at Fort Brewery, which was nice. That's a really warm place. And uh, went home with a free pizza. And then I actually I, I actually ended up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a cool weekend. Later that night, uh, I snuck into... Uh, Oktoberfest. Oh, oh it was so fun. yeah, it was fun, huh? It was awesome. It was awesome. I yeah. was there with my brother, and uh, we live in that area, and so we're very familiar with like the trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we saw how packed the line was, and we only had like an hour to be there, and so we just walked the fence line until we saw like a service place where like there was a little break in the fence, and we just walked right on in. It was That's great. Genius. Yeah. So next year, let me, let us know. We'll we'll try to find that. You know. Okay. Great. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I also went to Oktoberfest this weekend. Um, I guess I did too. I, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you went both days. I did. Um, I just didn't stop. 
I went Thursday and Saturday. I like the new location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't really describe where it was last year, but I do like the new location because it's a little closer to us, and I feel like it was. It was well, like it didn't uh, seem crowded. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the one tent with the, that had like air conditioning into it, mm-hmm. and they had like it was. I feel like anytime I went to go like get in line for food or drinks or something like that, I never had to wait really long. Mm-mm. Everyone Either working night. was so nice. Yeah. Um, the signs got in late. They weren't there on Thursday when they did like the opening everything, but they were very like courteous and like explaining like, Hey, they just didn't come in, but like definitely come back and get, we're going to make sure you get one. Like uh, take, make sure, making sure everyone's taken care of. Mm-hmm. There was, I feel like it would have been perfect if Texas could get its act together and like not make it 95 degrees. Yeah. But other than that, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. 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 Even, at, some rides. even at 9 PM, it was like, yeah, toasty. We went Thursday night. I don't think I got there until around eight thirty forty five, And I was like, Oh, I, I had like sweatpants on thing. It was gonna be a little bit cooler. Got there. Thank God we were inside for a while. Cause I would have been dying, but yeah. So hot. I have a question about Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is Oktoberfest, are there really people who are uh, German who like, get excited like this is an authentic expression of like my my home culture or is it like a is it a niche quiche kitsch so, thing like a i don't know because you know germany does like their big Oktoberfest. yeah so i don't know if like the ones that we host like does it any justice i've never actually met i don't think i know anyone that's well German so or from germany caroline and her parents live in germany Oh, yeah. And so her dad was kind of talking about, I went with my friends and her parents um, Saturday during the day. And it wasn't really like Oktoberfest exactly, but the way he made it sound is there are like kind of events almost. And to the, all of them, they seem really touristy and I, they probably are there just for, you know, to kind of appease the tourism. Um, but they have things kind of in that era set up mm-hmm. in that kind of um, space. They have like different stuff kind of set up all the time with like wood, like chopping and stuff like that. And um it seemed a lot more intense than, you know, like sitting in an air-conditioned tent while people like sure. dance and sing and stuff. But um, I don't know. I feel like Oktoberfest, when you have it here, is just kind of like to celebrate the culture. I don't really think it's yeah. to like express it in an authentic way as much. But The reason I ask is because in, in some of those tents, they were doing these songs and these dances, and everyone knew it. Everyone knew all the motions. Everyone knew all the words. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, this is not something that people here, I think. Would know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, my, again, I was with my brother, and he was saying, because he's lived overseas a few times, and he said, in London, they have like Fourth of July mm-hmm. celebrations, and it's like all these Americans and like people will show up just because they think it's goofy because it's like people eating hot dogs and like, yeah, America, you know. And uh, processed meat. Thinking, yeah, I remember thinking uh, maybe that's what it's, it's like here. It's like, oh, okay, like I know all these songs. It's like that's where I'm from. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, I was curious if y'all knew anything about that. No, this was actually my only my second time going to Oktoberfest. Yeah, I went for the first time last year, and I feel like I definitely got more of a understanding of kind of like the celebration this year than I did last year. Cause it was more so like, Oh, let's ride the rides and like eat food. Oh, but this rides. time it was like, Oh, let's actually like listen to the music and you know, like, like take watch it. the dances. Yeah. 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 And I've never been, I mean, this was like my only my second year even in Texas. So, and that's, this isn't really a thing back home. And I mean, the only thing back home we really do like Oktoberfest wise is the bar I worked at has these thing called like beer tours. It's like the world beer tour. So every like month, there's like a new beer tour kind of gives like a list of beers that you have to do to win a t-shirt, all this stuff. And they're always based off of like things we own. So like Cinco de Mayo has a big tour. Oktoberfest is a huge tour and it's all beers like kind of centered around that 
quote unquote holiday where we want to celebrate mm -hmm. and having those kickoff parties where we would celebrate Oktoberfest was the closest thing I've ever even seen to celebrating it until I moved here. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They have one, I used to live in Tulsa and they have a huge one in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Like people travel from all over the like country to be at this one in Tulsa apparently. And, uh, I didn't know, I didn't even know Fort Worth had one until I, you know, they were sitting up like next to our apartment building. So my, uh, boyfriend was telling me about some town in Texas I can't think of the name of the town. It starts with an M, though. And it's this, like, small, like, rural town. But the basically the entire town is an Oktoberfest event. Like, they go all out. And it's apparently, like, the biggest event that the town does. And, it like, it's what they make the most money on for the town for the year. And so, like, they go all out. It's, like, a full weekend thing. And it's, like, you're just – it's, like, as soon as you get into the town and the city limits, you're – in Oktoberfest. Yeah. And it's oh, like that's this so huge fun. Thing. That so awesome. I, I, I wanted to try to go to this year, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Yeah. But I definitely want to go next year to check it out because it seems cool. That sounds like a lot And it lot seems of like fun. they put yeah, a, like, a lot of effort into it. So I feel like that'd be the closest thing to actually like maybe getting fully immersed into like getting a real idea of like how it is in Germany. Yeah. Hmm. Are you from Fort Worth? Yeah. I was born, uh, I can't remember which hospital, but one of the ones like in the medical district, like off oh, Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah. Oh, so you're Fort Worth, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Fort Worth. Yeah. I grew up, uh, my dad had a job that made us move around a little bit when I was younger. So spent some years living in Oregon and, uh, most of the time that I remember, uh, we lived in Boyd, which is like an hour North West of Fort Worth. And then went to school in Tulsa for college, came back and then, when I came back, I came back to Fort Worth, Fort Worth, like, you know, downtown area, had a job uh, at a school in White Settlement. And then, yeah, once I started getting plugged into like the music scene, realized really quickly that Fort Worth was where I wanted to be. And uh, so, yeah, I would say I'm a Fort Worth, Fort Worth person. So do you think you see yourself always being in Fort Worth? Like this is your home. You want to stay here forever? That's a good question. Uh, I think I'm open to anything. I don't see any reason why I would leave. Um, I think there's... There's a lot of opportunity here. Um, there's a lot of support here. And I, I don't feel like I've outgrown Fort Worth by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so I think I'd like to stay until I feel like um, there's more for me to do outside. But there's just so much here that I don't foresee that happening, like, anytime soon. So, uh, yeah. And between that, like, I have my closest friends are in Fort Worth. My family, for the most part, is in Fort Worth. And there's just too much cool stuff here that, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel inclined to move anywhere else in fact there was a there was a season when i was living i was living out of my car for like a year and i think like six months and i like spent some time in nashville spent some time in new york and spent some time in la and even uh tulsa and some other like smaller like austin and i remember going to those cities thinking like maybe this is where i need to go to try and like make a move or like you know try to grow as a writer and the more I spent time in these other cities the more I felt like oh well, we, there's like there are things that Fort Worth has that these cities don't have that I would actually be giving up if I came here and so the more that I traveled the more I felt like I wanted to plant roots in Fort Worth and so I feel really thankful because I know a lot of people sometimes have like a love-hate relationship with mm -hmm. the city they live mm -hmm. in you know and like grass is always greener but I feel like I spent enough time like jumping fences and like hanging out in other people's yards that uh I was like, Fort Worth has got like really so green, you have an appreciation green for grass. You know, yeah. the grass here is actually phenomenal. You know, it's thick. It's soft. <laughs> thick it's grass. Green. It's lovely, you know. Well, the music community here is really, really tight. 
Mm-hmm. Like even when we started getting more introduced, like the podcast community, the music community, I feel like it's so, it reminded me of like my hometown back in Kansas and what's your hometown? Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I spent some time in Wichita. Kansas. Yeah. So born and raised, lived my whole life till I moved here. Uh, a little over a year and a half ago, almost, I'm almost my two year mark. We're getting close. Congratulations. Um, oh, thanks. I haven't, you know, left yet. Um, but I really moved here on a whim because I just needed to leave. And I thought I'd be here like maybe a year and I'd move out, uh, like out to California, stay there for a bit. But the community here is just so different. It has a very like small town feel, which I appreciate because I just feel like I'm back at home because uh-huh, I miss that. Um, I mean, I worked like with the theater community and stuff back home and music community up there. And so kind of translating that back down here has been, yeah, I see a lot of similarities. I think Wichita has a pretty cool music culture. They do. Yeah. Like yeah. surprisingly, not yeah. the, you know, poo poo on Wichita, but yeah, <laughs> they have a cool, they have a cool music scene there. They do. The, the art community there really in all fronts is very, very different. Yeah. It's a very artistic city. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like people kind of looked at it and they're like, well, we live somewhere where there's literally nothing to do. We can either make this like really good or really bad. Uh-huh. Um, and like the murals out there, like I, that's what I miss so much is like the art district out there is just insane. Like our whole cultural district is just stunning. You every there, every building has just the whole building is covered. Yeah. Um, between art, music, theater, everything up there is, mm-hmm. it's a lot different than yeah. people might think. I mean, also there's obviously really bad parts of being up there too, but that's one of the kind of diamonds in the rough. Sure. Yeah. The, uh, there's a guy up there named Jeremy spring that I really like. He's mm-hmm. in a band called a band in Kansas. They yeah. do like party music, but yeah, him and I are tight and he does some pretty cool events up there. Every yeah. now and then I get to hop on and sing a song with him or something, but yeah, we had some people even like from my high school that like dropped out, started a band. And now they're like traveling all over and they're some of the most like badass people I've ever met. Yeah. And I love like, that. Go for you. Like yeah. small town, Kansas leaving. <laughs> Most people I do know don't live there anymore, but people that you were holding holding on the fort for us yeah yeah well we're glad you're here i hope that you fall in Welcome. love with it yeah thanks guys we're having a party for my two-year so nice it'll be don't miss it weekend. no it's december we oh, miss well, yeah. me and jordan's two-year friend anniversary. the whole country celebrates it it's on super bowl sunday uh-huh. so you know i like to think that when people are having parties they're having them for me and jordan yeah i you know i uh last year for your one year um i would <laughs> I went, I tried to go to the bank and the, it was locked and the, the lady over there was like, yeah, it's a holiday. Today's the day that uh, <laughs> it's a friends. as they should. <laughs> we had to shut the doors. Yep. Okay. So, um, you quit your job as a full-time band director yeah. to pursue music full-time. That's right. How did you know that it was time for you to do that? Yeah. Uh, I knew it was time to do that because. I was trying to, because I really did love teaching, and, te- and it was ha- it was positive experiences I had as a young person with music teachers that ultimately made me like want to be a better person, like reach higher, like run faster, kind of thing. And so I I was really drawn to the idea of doing that and creating music, and then also teaching music, and hopefully like spreading that you know that good you know juju that I, feel I got. Like you're a much better person than us. <laughs> so much That's better <laughs> it might be it might be true and you know what i always say i shoot low shoot low you know <laughs> shoot low <laughs> don't shoot for the moon you know it's it's like billions of miles away uh no i think uh i think i think yeah the teaching thing was uh was something i was, I was really into and i got to in, i got into a rhythm where i was teaching full-time and i was 
writing songs and playing like small gigs and like open mics and like trying to record some stuff. And, you know, it was all really like, uh, it was like a hobby essentially, but it was a, pa- it was like a passionate thing I was, I was doing. And I got to a point where there was one weekend in particular where I, w- I had like my car packed and, um, I did, uh, a full week of teaching Friday. I actually had like my car packed and like, I actually was wearing like a goofy, like trying to be cool guy, musician outfit. And one of my students came up to me cause I had like, it was, you know, skinny jeans were in and I don't normally wear skinny jeans when I was teaching, but Friday, cause I had to go to a bar that following night. I was like, okay, I'll just wear what I'm going to wear to the bar for class. Put on, just put on some dress shoes. And, uh, one of my, uh, seventh graders came up to me and he was like, Hey, Mr. Neville, do you have a show tonight? And I said, yeah. Like, why, how do you know that? And he goes, oh, you got your tight pants on. Just like, yeah, <laughs> might be something behind that. And uh, so that night, I, like, drove. I played at a bar in Waco. Uh, I spent the night. Saturday, I played at a bar in Austin. And then uh, I played at, like, a small church event, like, Sunday morning. And then drove back that night and then did laundry and, like, wrote lesson plans. And then by 2 a.m., like, went to bed and, like, got up for another full week of teaching. And I remember... I remember going to school that Monday thinking that, um, that's like my, there's a, there, there's the cap, you know, like, unless I want to like weekend warrior it like this nonstop, which I didn't want to do, or I want to just like only travel during the summer. Um, I knew that I either had to play less shows or I had to teach less and teaching less means like quitting, you know? Yeah. And, um, I just was at a point where I, I just, wanted to explore what that looked like, you know, trying to perform and write more seriously. And it just seemed like the, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it other than to say like, it was just the, what seemed right. And the time was then. Yeah. The time was, was then yeah. it was like a low, you know, like my sister and I had a hard heart about it one time, one time. And cause I have, you know, no kids like, uh, you know, no, nothing really hold me down. And she just pointed out cause I was kind of scared about what that would look like. And she said, you know, like the worst thing that could happen is, you quit your job and you start doing this and then it either, it either doesn't work and you fail, which is not, that's not failure isn't something that scares me. Like failure is good, I think. And, or like you do it and it works and you just end up not liking it. And she said, either way, like the school you work at likes you. Um, there's going to be other teaching jobs. Like you could always like just start over again if you really needed to. And then when she, when she framed it like that, it, uh, it changed the way I looked at like that risk, you know, I say like air mm-hmm. quotes, like, um, I'm not really risking much. Like, in fact, I'm like, I would be risking more. I felt like if I had stayed as mm-hmm. a state of school teacher. And so, yeah, I eliminated my greatest, ex- greatest expense, which was my rent and, uh, not having to pay rent, you know, made it pretty easy to like make ends meet, you know? So, and then I did that for a year and a half and got to a point where, uh, I was able to pay for an apartment again and, Shortly after that, COVID happened, and then uh, it's like a long, long, long lesson in resilience and consistency, and uh, uh, but now things are going better than they've ever been, and I'm super fortunate to have, like, you know, going back to Fort Worth being awesome, like, I'm surrounded by a lot of support, and um, I'm, I'm not ignorant to, like, how rare that can be and how thankful I should be, so uh, things are going phenomenally, you know, I think. Was the rest of your family supportive of you? Yeah, Because yeah. I know everyone has that kind of, like, oh my God, like don't quit your day job to like pursue some kind of art. People look down on that so much as this giant risk factor. No, not at all. Not at all. My dad's dad was an immigrant and like my dad grew up really poor. And um, just the fact that like we all were alive and like had full stomachs was like, he's like, I've won whatever you want to do beyond this. 
whatever. Like, this is all new territory. And then my mom, like, my mom's a big dreamer. My mom went to film school. And uh, so she totally understood the the exchange. Like, she knew that uh, for someone like me, because we're a little similar in this aspect, she knew that uh, it would be more, like, draining if I had, like, done a more conservative, more conventional thing. And so she encouraged me to... Uh, you know, explore what those like non-traditional routes were. And she understood that the only way I would ever like really decide what I wanted is if I stepped out and tried to do some of those things. So I'm really lucky. And that's something that I also know, like not a lot of people have, I have a lot of friends who like their parents pressured them into doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe they, even if they don't have that, like as adults, like that hang up maybe is still in their mentality. Like they can hear they get, even if their parents aren't present, like they can hear kind of that voice. And, uh, that was an advantage I had growing up was I had parents that were always supportive, always present and always, uh, always, always encouraged me to explore whatever those kind of non-traditional ideas were. So I have, yeah, them to thank for that for sure. That's really good. Do you have any, um, would you, do you have any advice since you're working, you do a lot of work with kids or you did a lot of work with kids in the past. Do you have any advice for anyone that is kind of like, on the same path or journey that you are on or wants to be sure. Yeah. yeah. Like specifically like young people. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, no. any, actually, I guess anyone, it's never too late to like chase your dream, I guess. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, Oh gosh. Yeah. Where do I start? I think, I think, um, if I had to give a piece of advice, it would be, uh, that success is not reserved for people who are the most talented. Like success is reserved for people who, are the most consistent and uh, resilient. And I think I think resilience and consistency will take you farther than talent will take you. And I know that because I have a lot of friends who are way more talented than I am. And uh, I feel like sometimes I see people that uh, I've been able to surpass and it's not because I'm better or more talented. It's because like they just decided like, yeah, it's ain't for me. And uh, I've seen that just hanging in there and learning from mistakes like that was a was a big deal. And we also like, like especially in like TikTok culture, like we're so prone to believe that success, the success story is like overnight, this big boom yeah. moment. And those are like outliers, right? So like Billie Eilish, John Mayer, like all these people that are huge successes, Jacob Collier, like there's a long list of people that we look at when we think success. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that those people are outliers. Like those are people that uh, they're, they were, they were so talented, like the, and I, I'm not going to say they aren't talented because like, those guys are talented, but uh, we compare ourselves to people who have these like outlier stories that aren't normal. And I think that that is an unhealthy thing to do. So I think you have to pick healthy metrics for what success is. So like blowing up and going viral, like there's, you don't have a lot of control over how that happens. Mm-hmm. Like obviously you can post a bunch of stuff and like research, like what hashtags you use. Yeah. If people still use hashtags. I don't think they do anymore. Whatever. I still use them. You <laughs> know? I feel like it's different. Throwback Thursday. Yeah, every platform yeah. is different. <laughs> So uh, I had to come up with, like, healthier metrics for what I considered success. So, like, um, streaming numbers became a little bit less important. Like, likes and and follows became a little bit less important. And I had to try and pick things that, like, were 100% in my control. So I don't have 100% control over how many people come to my show. I do have some control, which is important to note. But uh, I do have 100% control over um, am I stewarding and managing my time well Am I, am I doing and working on things that are challenging and stretching me? Like, am I surrounding myself with people that are pushing me to grow as a musician and as an entrepreneur? 
And uh, so I think you should like open up your journal and like write two lists of like, these are the things that I have control over. These are the things that I don't have control over. And then circle the one that you do have control and like make goals pertaining to that. So like make goals based on, you know, uh, this week that I block out an hour, uh, whatever, whatever it looks like. For some people, it's 10 minutes a day. For some people, it's 10 minutes a week. You know, whatever that looks like. like are you doing it consistently? And uh, try not to try not to get worked up over the metrics of like, man, like I put out this song and like no one really listened to it. Like, uh, or I put up this post that I worked for on like for four hours and like it flopped. Yeah. Um, I think healthy metrics are like a real key thing for, yeah, like healthy success. When I was younger, my dad asked me this question and I'm sure he probably got it from like some parenting help book or like it was probably like the trending topic or whatever like media parents consumed at that point in time. But he asked me and he was like, if you were an artist and you had a show and nobody showed up, would you still consider yourself a success? And... I was just like, or he was like, would you consider yourself a success and would you continue to do it? And I was just like, at first I was just like, it's like, no, because why would I keep doing it if no one shows up? Like, no one's coming. But then I feel like as I get older, I, I've i changed my definition of success. Like, you can't, I feel like you can't measure your success by the amount of people that consume your product or mm-hmm. show up to your things. I gauge my success on the fact of just simply doing it. Like, it doesn't... Like, I don't really pay attention to, like, even our podcast downloads anymore. I look at them, of course, because they're there. But I don't – I'm not looking at every week, oh, our downloads dropped this yeah. many times. Where we didn't. What did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? Yeah. I'm thinking of it. We just – we went ahead and did it. We woke up, we did it, and we put it out there. And every day we're waking up and choosing to do it, whether it be the post on Instagram, the other episode, or sharing certain content, whatever it is, we're doing it. So I feel like – going ahead and doing it is already being successful because there's so many people that have that idea and they want to do that, but they're still not doing it. Yeah. So I feel like just doing it, that's the hard part. Yeah. And it makes us happy. Like, I think that's a big thing. Like my parents pushed when I was little so much is that like, they don't care what I do, how I do it, how I live as long as I'm happy. And I think that's a big thing. Like we started kind of prioritizing even just with the podcast, really let's talk about things that make us happy. Let's make sure that our schedule keeps us happy like let's make sure that we're still prioritizing our lives and the people in our lives and not let this just overtake it and become a task yeah we don't enjoy it anymore like i feel like success can also be based on what you're doing and how it's making you feel yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and you know and it's not that's the thing right like because i want y'all's podcast to grow and like and i want and i want my music to grow uh so like i don't think there's anything wrong with like looking at certain things but the problem like you said is like putting too much thought into that and prioritizing that over like that y'all have fun like right. did y'all have a conversation that you felt like was meaningful or just fun or entertaining and like you know did you pull the trigger on it and like did you follow through on a cool idea you had like yeah, that that right. is so life-giving like that by itself like if someone has an idea and they see it you know uh, to fruition like that gives you a high that yeah. like makes your life better yeah. i think and it so like yeah like maybe you work on an album and like you put your heart into these songs, you track it, you get artwork for it, you drop it, and, like, no one, you know, gives a shit, like, but, like, you, you had an idea, you did it, like, that, that is worth something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so, that, that's, that's the hang-up I have, is, like, when people get it backwards, of, like, you know, I put all this work, and I put my heart into this, but since no one, or since I didn't yeah. get the response I mm-hmm. was hoping, I guess it was a failure, like, that is a big lie, I think people gotta 
learn how to ditch a little quicker, quicker, quicklier. Quicker, quicker. quicker. <laughs> I think it's quicklier, actually. <laughs> we'll add that to the dictionary. Yeah, we know? have a lot of words we don't know how to say, so it's fine. We make up our own words. Yeah. Can we, I try? Can I try one of these wild watermelons? Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. It's the last coffee. one, so oh, I'm that's. Sorry. Yeah, you can just have have ours. Whatever you want. Just have a sip. I just want a sip. I just want to see if it's. I promise I don't have. It's very anything. sour. It is very sour. Oh, the face. <laughs> oh. That's, oh. <laughs> that's like a liquid. Uh, it puts a little hair on your chest. What are the things we uh? I like the uh, sour heads. Oh, like um, you know, you know what I'm talking about like warheads. Warheads, yes. <laughs> warheads. Yeah. Oh my god, we gave him a warhead I love drink. Those. I do too. I yes. I think the only place that actually sells those is like Five Below, and I only warheads? know that because I'm like I have like a certain like nostalgia. That feeling seems kind of you know for, like toxic waste. No, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, the green, the yeah. green oh. one. I the, thought like literal talk. No. <laughs> like no, there's like a candy. class action lawsuit the, now. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, if you were a loved one. Jordan has six toes on her left foot. She, she ate too many warheads. There was this place back home and it was like the only candy store like in all of Wichita. And it was called Candyopolis. And they had all of those. Like it was like this little segment of the place. It was just all the sour stuff. And my mom would let me go there because she's like, you can't, you want to yeah. eat them. So I can't like, I get this face. My favorite <laughs> one is the crybaby. I've know. never had that. Is that a brand of candy or is that a flavor? It's of It's a warhead? brand of candy. Oh. I've never and heard of that. It's, it's the one. It's a piece of bubble gum and the outside is so sour. And then oh, like, as you chew it, it turns into bubble gum and it's sweet. Oh, that sounds kind of gross. It sounds kind of cool. They're I, so I'm kind of into <laughs> it. You know what? We'll get some. We'll try them the next time. Yeah, no, Real we're going to try some. Um, this is going to be a nice segue. I'm going to bring some on Saturday and I'll have a bowl of them for anyone to indulge in oh because gosh, yes. what are we doing on Saturday? That's a good question, Jordan. Shameless plug. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> Jordan and Kayla are helping uh, with the biggest, the biggest show of the year for me is happening on Saturday, October 1st, 2022. That's this Saturday. That's five days away. Woo! Uh, it's a matinee at the post, which is one of my favorite rooms of Fort Worth. Uh, we have a guy coming in from Kansas City to open. That'd be Shout fun. out. Oh. And, uh, okay, little hometown. Acre Distilling. Brad Bloxham is, uh, has donated a bunch of booze and uh, some taste tasting and distillery tours uh, to raffle off. So we're trying to sell a bunch of tickets, raffle tickets, and admission tickets. We're also raising money for a nonprofit in Tarrant County called Safe Haven, uh, which is uh, a nonprofit dedicated to ending domestic violence through uh, various avenues. They do some really cool stuff. So we're going to give them a percentage of everything we make and pass out some materials that they've given us. So it's biggest the biggest event of the year for me. Um, it's a chance to, more importantly, like not more importantly than all this stuff, like for me personally, it's like a chance to play. Like here are the songs I've written mm-hmm. for a group that's like sitting and listening and having a drink versus like, hey, we need you to come play at our bar for four hours while mm-hmm. everyone's just yeah. like. Yeah, and no one's going there. You know, places you've done aren't going there to see you, but now this is all yeah. just to see you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a real different dynamic and um, it's like the stuff that I do at the bars is like, a fundraiser so that I can do shows like this mm-hmm. and over time like the idea is to do more and more stuff like that and not that I don't like playing at bars for a living that's really awesome but uh it would be nice to like do concerts for a living and not necessarily gigs and so um yeah the one this Saturday is gonna be awesome Jordan's gonna MC. um Caitlin uh yeah I think you're gonna do a dance number in between <laughs> yeah I am cool okay, let's get ready it's gonna be a lot of fun um but tickets are $15 at the door uh, or they're $10 online and there's no fees by the way because have you ever bought a ticket online and it was like 
hey, there's a 32% uh, yes. charge or whatever. Every so time, actually. All, I, all, I'm, all I'm getting is I'm stealing your email. So I made sure there's no like online fee. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, so it's $10 online. So it's actually, you're actually saving $5 because there's not like tax or like fees tacked on. And then if you're a patron, it's only $5. And so there's a... There's a website called patreon.com and people, it's basically like a Netflix, but, but for me, someone said like that was another website. I don't want to get into that, but like, uh, <laughs> basically like you give like five bucks a month and, uh, I like give you these, like, you know, these things like whenever I can. And, uh, sometimes that's discounts to a show. And so that's what that is. Uh, but I'm super excited about it. I'm not, I'm trying not to get too nervous, try not to overthink it. Like, um, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun and, uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, all the work is just, I, cause I just want it to be a good time and I want it to be fun and I want people to, I want it to be, like I said earlier, like a, of service to people. So hopefully people will come and like, they'll hear a song that they connect with and, uh, they'll leave feeling, you know, better than they came in. So even if it's like sad songs, so yeah, I'm super excited about it and I'm, th- I'm so thankful y'all are helping out with that. We're so excited. Uh, we're for so it. excited. Thanks. Yeah. It's, Thanks. and I love that you are really trying to use your art and your craft to give back to people who give to you. Yeah. I think that's important because I think a lot of times people get kind of lost in this like musician, like image that people kind of want to put on themselves. And I think it's important that you are really trying to do events that really try to benefit other people besides just yourself too. like yeah. having this 20% profit um, to save faith. And I think that's really admirable of you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It was, um, it was a friend of mine, uh, it's her birthday, and I asked her what she wanted for her birthday, which is on the same weekend. And she said, oh, I'm trying to raise money for one of my favorite nonprofits. And I asked her what that was, and uh, she said Safe Haven. And so I looked into what they're doing and, like, um, gave them a call. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. I think it's important. Like, they're in our home. And, like, it, it not only shines a light on that, like, but it it, it, uh, it highlights people that are actually doing something about it, which is cool. So, like, you, you never know. Like, maybe there's someone in there and, like, they need one of those trifolds, whether it's because they know someone or, like, they know that they need one themselves. And, like, maybe that's, maybe that'll, I don't know, you know, that, that is sometimes all it takes is, like, this trifold. Okay, here's, like, a, a place I should look into. Yeah. So it'll be cool. And hopefully we'll re- give them a check at the end of the night, so. That's awesome. I'm excited for it. Everyone, get your tickets. Uh, We will be making sure that we have the links posted um, whenever this episode drops. We've been sharing them. Um, But if you're not, go to our page or Joe's page, Joseph's page. I don't know why I want to call you Joe. I've been called much worse, Jordan. You can call (laughs) me Joe as much as you want. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. This is the first show I'm going to see at uh, The Post. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's a great. Have you been in the Trinity Room? Just no. for a drink or food? No, I've only actually been to the post one time. Uh, we were going to have brunch, but we didn't know that they were doing a drag brunch the mm-hmm. same day. And so there was a lot going on. Yeah. And so we ended up, there wasn't enough people there to like, and we didn't want to add any extra. So we ended up going somewhere else. But I loved like the setup of it, the outdoor area yeah. and the inside of it. So I'm excited to yeah. see it and it's actually cool. like see a show there. It's cool. Yeah. The So the post is cool because it's uh they have a lots of chairs and tables. So like it's not like standing room only. Mm-hmm. Like you'll if you get there early, like you'll you'll definitely be able to like get a seat and like be comfortable and uh, big red curtains on the stage and it'll be super comfy. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never been. So I'm excited to go. I know they kind of house a lot of our, you know, local artists in the area yeah, so do. i'm excited yeah, yeah jacob fur has a residency there avery burke has a yeah residency avery every there. tuesday yeah. mm-hmm. i haven't been to either of them unfortunately i haven't <laughs> I either so and i i feel like i talk to her about it every time i see her we chat about it and i say i'm gonna go i've seen every play it's many times though but i just oh, haven't yeah. been able to make it out for her residency she's yeah. an icon 
She's an icon. She's <laughs> super nice. Yeah. One day we'll all make it out there. Yeah. It. It'll be beautiful. It will be. We'll all be on stage. No one in the audience. Just all no, of us. There just we all of us performing. <laughs> yes. We'll you can perform as we like live podcast. Uh-huh. Everyone like performs around us. That could be insanely hectic. It's going to be like Inception then. That's like an event inside of an event inside of an event. Huh. Scary. Whoa. Oh God. I think we just came up with something new. Mm. Honestly. You scared the drink out of my mouth. Oh my, oh my gosh. Well, hold on. Let me get, grab my handy dandy uh, notebook. <laughs> Is that this on Blue's Clues? Blue's um, Clues. Are you, was Blue's Clues on when y'all were? Yes. yes. And it was group? Steve. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had Steve. It was yeah. Steve. And then Joe showed up like as we were, as I, at least me at least, like, yeah. aged out of it. Yeah. Did y'all see that video of Steve coming back? And yes. yes. Made me like, cry. Should I start watching Blue's Kids again? Someone said <laughs> it to me and I was like, this is going to be dumb. I know. I don't, don't want to watch this. And then I'm like. <laughs> I know. I saw, I think I saw it like, on Facebook. Someone shared it. And I literally, I, I hate nothing more than watching Facebook videos because I just know that there's like 30 angry moms in the comments somewhere. And I'm like, man, yeah. no one do this to my blues clues. I start watching. I was like, Oh my God. He said heart. something like, he said, uh, look how, look how far you've come. Look at all yeah, the cool know. things. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. This bitch kind of tough. I appreciate that. <laughs> this takes me back to where I was truly happy. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after that, did y'all see the meme of the guy in the Barney costume? No. He was like a super skinny guy. It was like a real skinny, decrepit looking Barney costume. And it was like making fun of Steve. And said, like, <laughs> hey man, it's been a minute. Like he, he got his 20 I can hold on to. <laughs> Barney was scary. And I don't want to hear nothing else. Barney was You so thought Barney scary. was scary? Yes. I was a big Barney fan. I don't think scary. I was. I think I was. We were actually just talking about this. I think literally at Oktoberfest. And we were talking about um, all the shows that used to come on PBS. And <laughs> Arthur. Yes. Yeah. They just finished Arthur, I think. Yeah, Caillou. like the series finale. Yeah. But do you guys remember um, Out of the Box? Yes. And do you remember Zoom? Yes. No one else remembered Zoom, Zoom when I was talking about it. Yeah. I but, wanted to be one of those kids yes. so bad. I wrote like multiple times for the show. <laughs> they never read it. I tried a lot of the times they would do those crafts. I still remember they did the one with the balloon. They blew up a balloon and put like melted chocolate on it. And then like let the air out. I did that and it was awesome. Oh yeah, because it like makes the shape yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. My mom talked told me about that like two weeks ago. She's like, Do you remember the show? You and your sister used to watch it. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh? And she's like, out the something. And I was like, out the what? And I was like, oh my god, out, <laughs> out of the box. the box. I was like, out of the box. And we just found this rampage about it. There was a show called High Five, because like I was poor and didn't have cable, whatever. Um no, and, no rocket power for you. <laughs> no. No one like no one knows about this show. Like literally no one. And it's called High Five. And it was like these five is Honest like to God, they're probably like sixteen. Five or like yes, okay. like, five. like 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 H I five, five, and it's like these five people that Honest to God are probably like sixteen in the show. I have no idea, but I wanted to be them so bad it was insane. And they're on this like really weird like low budget stage with this like <laughs> sea of young children that probably did not have parental like permission to go, mm-hmm. and they're just like singing these weird songs, and. Still to this day, like I think about my directions because I'm saying the songs like north, south, east, and west, and it's this whole thing. Okay, you can find it on YouTube. I watched it like two weeks ago. I found it, and I was so obsessed with it that I would like be in school like singing this song, like doing these dances, and I would like get told to shut up. And I still to this day think about my directions this way. And so I started yeah. showing all my friends this video, and I'm obsessed. That I ha- you guys have to watch that for done because you learned something. It was so low budget and so horrible, but I watched it every single morning before I went to school. It was the only thing that was on. 
I just had a great idea. And I think for future guests, and we will make sure that you come back on because you will have to be a part of this. I would love that. I'm going to start watching Zoom again. <laughs> I'm sure I can find the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. And then make us do whatever the craft or activity. Oh, that's was. a good idea. I like that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We can and speak Ubby Dubby during it too. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I must be so lost. We also should give no explanation before we do it on the episode. No, no. Do you remember the show Little Bear? Yes. yes. That was the most calming. I remember like liking nap time whenever uh, that show was on. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Sorry. I watched Molly and the Big Comfy Couch. Also, no one watched it. Wait, is that the one where the girl used to lay down with the clock? Yes. Shut up. Literally, this is how I know that you're my soulmate. No one else knows about this. I talk, I have a, it's so creepy. It's creepy now. It's still very comforting to me. I have a stuff. Molly's like this like clown doll, essentially. She looks like a regular doll, but she has like a little clown nose on. And then this like clown named like Lunette. And she like, has her and they like do all these adventures, right? It was my favorite show. I, I still have every episode on VCR like at my mom's house. Like oh I still gosh. have them and I will hang on to them literally until I die. I'm obsessed. And I have a Molly doll and she's in a bunny costume because that's what she used to wear. Like, and I still have it at my mom's house in her basement. I can picture where it is in her house right now. We should get a VCR and marathon that thing. Oh, I have one at the house. Do they? S- I have okay. one. Is it, is it functional? Yeah. I took it from my grandma's house because I was like, someday I'm going to need this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what for. And then I found this VCR, so I was like, damn it, this is it. I knew in my heart I was going to need this for something. And I have this, like, really crappy old VCR player. I don't know where. I'm pretty sure my dad has gotten rid of, like, all of the VCRs, that we, like, the VCR tapes that we used to have. No, like, my dad holds on to all You've got to hang on to them. My mom is a little hoarder. She has everything. Yeah. She hoards and hoards and hoards all these old things. But now it's cool. When I was younger, I thought, like, get this stuff out of our house. Yeah. My dad hoards DVDs right now. Yeah. And I don't know if that, I don't know when the time will be that those are cool again. Okay. So I have so many DVDs Mm -hmm. of like movies and things like that. And I was just like, I was thinking this literally like a week or two ago. And I was like, is it time for me to get rid of these DVDs and just buy these movies on digital? Yeah. Or like, is it okay? Cause like, I still have a DVD player. I have a Blu-ray player. See, I don't. And I have DVDs. And I remember one time I was like, oh, I have this on DVD. I can't find it anywhere. Like through streaming platforms. I'll put it on my computer. My computer doesn't have a DVD slot. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I started like panicking. Because when I was little, when I lived in Kansas, we would drive down to Gainesville. It's like North Texas is where my family grew up. So I was down here all the time. And I had this little, like it was a silver. It was like the size of, it was like a size of a small pizza. So small. And it was this tiny little like DVD player. And I would just bring it with me every single trip. And that's how I'd watch all my movies on it. And I had hairspray. And all I'd watch on replay was like hairspray on DVD. And I thought, it's probably better on DVD still. I yeah. have nothing to watch it on. Nothing. That's why I am with CDs. There was for, I feel like for a minute, like right before COVID, any artist that you bought a concert ticket to, you, they sent you their DVD, their, not their DVD, they like sent the, you their CD. Like the yeah. Files. yeah. Yeah. And I have like, I have like the Jonas Brothers CD. I have, I think Russ, I have Khalid. I have all these CDs that have never even been unwrapped because I don't have a CD player. They would like, send you the CDs for buying a concert ticket. Yeah. Okay. So some some uh, some labels will because uh, uh, if you buy a physical CD, it counts for a certain amount of streams. Or like certain streams oh. will count for sales. So they may have they may have uh, structured that so where it's like technically you're buying the CD and getting the concert ticket. Oh, that's very oh. smart. And it was going towards their like billboard streams yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, the last you CD know. I got was I was at a car wash. This is like only a year ago. 
I was at a car wash and the vacuum station, you know, and this man literally came up, this giant man knocks on my window and I about like poop my pants. I'm so, I'm like, oh my God, who's knocking on my door? So I roll it, I like crack it. And I'm like, yeah, hi. It's like 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Like it's middle of the day. It's busy. He's like, hey, you on my CD? It's Fat Boy Fresh featuring MO3. And I was under nice. so much pressure. I was like, yeah, I'll buy one. <laughs> I paid like $15 for this like CD. Uh-huh. And I had, I was still living with Haley. And one of her TVs was like older and it had a, it had like a disc player on the back of it. So we put it in there to listen to it. It was so funny. It got stuck. And so now I don't know who has that TV now. I didn't take it. Whoever, when you turn it on, all that will play is Fat Boy Fresh <laughs> featuring MO3 on repeat. You can't get out of it because it's in the disc lot. You literally can't listen to anything else, but, and that's the last CD I've ever bought in my life. No, thank you. Fat but boy, it was uh, Fat Boy Fresh. Fat Boy Fresh. Featuring MO3. I, I guess MO, I guess Mo died. That's Shout out. Yeah, depressing. he did. Actually, in Dallas, I think. Oh, oh my God. Well, I ha- well I should have tried to. find the TV. I couldn't get it. I couldn't <laughs> find the TV. I, I tried to get that thing out of there. I had like pliers going in. I couldn't. That thing is stuck in that TV for life. I paid so much money for that. Sorry about you. Well, you're supporting a local artist. So. Yeah, I was just incredibly anxious about a <laughs> man scaring me in my car window. Okay, so do you? You can't. You can't say yourself. Okay. Do you have a favorite Fort Worth artist? Oh, a favorite Fort Worth artist. Goodness gracious, I have a few. I have a few. Uh, Give us your top two. So right now, right now it's uh, the first thing that comes to mind is a band called Morning Buzz. Okay. Oh yeah, I love them. They're like a bunch of kids. Yeah, those yes. guys are so cool. They're so cool. They're they're, so their cool. show is so fun. They're so I cool. think they're uh I think their songs are cool. And I've gotten to see them uh like I've gotten to see them not start from zero because they were already working before I met them. But kind of grow. Yeah, I got to see them grow and I got to like uh hopefully encourage them, you know, like uh hang out with them and and uh travel with them a little bit. And those kids, man, like I say kids, they're they're adults now, but um they they are a great example of that thing we talked about earlier of like they understand that uh like consistency is, is like a key ingredient mm-hmm. to being successful and so they like know like and i've seen them i've seen them do shows that like didn't go well and i've seen the way that they've handled that and i've seen the way that they work and like how hard not only how hard they work but also like how seriously they take their art like they they do a good job balancing like what do we have to do to make this a success but also like how do we retain a sense of like, this is the thing that's like from the bottom of our hearts. We don't want people to feel like it's not. So like, how do we make sure that this prioritized correctly? And I really respect that. And I like that a lot. And they're doing stuff that I don't feel like there's a band of Fort Worth. I'm sure there is, but like they're making music that I don't hear a lot of like yeah. from Fort Worth bands and like a lot of Fort Worth music. Um, it's getting more and more uh, diverse, but like, you know, lots of it is just like dudes with guitars, like singing country songs, you know? Yeah. And so any, anytime there's like someone doing something that part and I'm one of those guys. So I'm th- thank God. You know? <laughs> but, uh, um, every time there's, every time I see someone that's doing something outside of that, I get excited and like want to see that pushed because people should know that Fort Worth is like, there's like a pretty strong hip hop community and like, mm-hmm. a, and like a really strong songwriter community. And not only that, but like everyone like supports each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you'll see, you'll see rappers come to like a singer songwriter show. And like when someone has like a hip hop showcase or something like you'll see people who are like folk singer songwriters showing that I was at an event once and like Lou Charles was like dabbing up Jack Bardsdale, you know, like this 14 year old folk. Singer. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, that's so cool. Like I wish I, I wish I could get a picture of that and like frame it and be like, this is, this is what the fourth 
music scene looks like, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, so, yeah, I'd say that. And I, and I think the second one would be, would be Lou Charles. Uh, he's one of the he's nicest a, people. He's so yeah. nice. Same thing, man. He's just the, he's just the real deal. He just, I think, I, I think that's where I'm at. It's just, I'm more impressed. Like I've seen people put on cool shows and I've seen people like sing real good, play, play a super sweet guitar solo, but they just don't got, they don't have the sense of like tomorrow morning's going to be really hard, but like I have to wake up and like get back to work. Mm-hmm. And Lou Charles, that guy, man, that guy knows how to work and uh, he's talented. And uh, I feel like you hear like, I've listened to more of his music as of late and like, I feel like you can hear his maturity <laughs> and hear his work ethic and like mm-hmm. the music he's creating. And he's about to open for a ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, uh, uh, Delighted, but not not surprised by that, you know. So yeah, were you able to go to Lollapalooza? Mm-hmm. I was there. I, had that's, a table. I think that's where dope. I met yeah, you yeah, for yeah. the first time. Probably. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. were able to go. This was our only and one morning we buzz. Went to. Morning buzz was there. Yeah, too. I yeah. met them so too. Like, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's like you know, here we all are. You that's know? kind of where I, that was like the first time that I really got to go to something, and I met like everyone all in one night, and I was like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, <laughs> in a good way, in a very oh, yeah. good way. Yeah. But yeah, you're a what now? I was overwhelmed. Oh, overwhelmed. Okay. She is whelmed. I get really overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah, that was a happening night. I'm an anxious girl. It was. It was so fun. God, I was so sweaty. And he's cool. You know, like, I remember. He's down to earth. Yeah, we would go to, like, mixers and stuff, and I'd see him, and I would think, this guy's not going to come talk to me, you know? And sure (laughs) enough, he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. How are your gigs going? Like, he's like, he, like, comes up to you and asks you about, like, what you're doing, you know? So, I get these, I go through phases where, like, I get very, like, arrogant, and before I had ever even met him, this is not a phase. This is just how she is. She's lying. She just stays this way. We're in phase four. Of Listen, this. it's funny now. We tell the story. We joke about it. We laugh about it. We're friends now. Before I had even met him, I think I had like followed him on Instagram. And I gave him a couple days and he didn't follow me back. And so I unfollowed him. Uh-huh. And she's so, petty and she's insane. I so the very that. first time. I have, a, I have a, a, an Excel document of who I followed. <laughs> How many, how many days they have left before uh, I get the old unfollow? Okay, just send me that formula so I can go ahead Perfect. and make it. But I went up to him. I, he came over. I was with the Funky Panther boys, and he was, like, talking to them, and they were introducing me. And I was like, you know what? I really don't like you. You said that to him? I was like, we're not really cool. What a power move. She's so scary. And he's like, why? I was like, because I followed you on Instagram. You didn't follow me back. He was like, did I meet you? Had I met you before? Did we even know each other? I was like, no. He's like, oh, what do you expect? Well, even after, so I, I missed the episode that he, when he came on. And the next week I had made a comment because he hadn't followed me back. And I was like, man. If he doesn't fall back, we're not the same beef. And I swear, our episode was posted for like seven minutes, and he texted me, and he was like, "Whoa, I don't want the smoke." Like, I got that follow request so fast, and I was like, "Got lucky this time, son." Uh-huh. But yeah, now I'm. I feel like you're wearing off on me because now I get like offended. Like, do you not want to see what I'm doing? Yeah, I live a decently cool life. I'm always doing something fun. I'm. The question is, who do we think we are? Who we do you think you are? I know who I am, and it's someone that y'all should want to follow. <laughs> you know, yeah. People have different ways that they engage with all that stuff, though. You know, you gotta you're, you're holding people to your standards. You know, that's true. But I I, I have really that. low standards. Was there? Can I ask? Can I ask a, a vulnerable question? Uh, was yeah. there? What, what was the interaction like when we were following each other? Um, Be honest. It Be honest. Was, Come on. You know what? I honestly think I, th- I said the same thing. Keep so I don't. So I feel, I feel so bad because you see, you started this group chat on Instagram with everyone in there. Okay. So I'm such a piece of shit. I, I 
took my account off of private recently within okay. the last couple of weeks. So right. honestly, it's been so much harder for me to see this. I will defend myself here. I have not seen a single person's followed me. There's been such an influx She's of texted, people that follow, yeah, I'm, like, me. I'm like, have you not seen, I'm famous. And she texted me and she said, Hey, can like, did you see the group chat? I'm like, no, there's not a group chat. What are you talking about? You followed me and I didn't follow you back. Oh. And I was like, why is it in my requests? And I felt so horrible. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm pulling the Lou Charles. You're my you're my Lou Charles. Oh my Oh, shut up. <laughs> I feel like though the last time like we actually like or the first time we actually had like a conversation was was it the funk the last Funky Panther Tulips live show? Perhaps. I think, I think that so. was it. I think and I showed up late because yeah. I had a thing and then it was like wrapping up, but I it, still was able to Yeah, because I met you at Louapalooza in like a passing because I was outside talking with Brennan Cole and someone else i don't know what i was talking to and it was like a, hey i'm so-and-so okay i'm so-and-so hi bye cool you do this i do this yeah and then it was like every event i was like oh he's here again and it just became this thing like oh now we're friends this is you and me <laughs> yeah. this is our story oh, yeah okay. glad you remember okay well i'm unfollowing again <laughs> it was very late i was very tired it was good tired right at that you moment i will say though <laughs> That we Until I saw you. <laughs> and then I was so energized by your charisma, beauty, and uh, warmth. Yeah, I bring it on to people. Okay. Um, let me think. There was one last question that I just want to know for my personal um, oh. knowledge. Oh, you do juicy. a lot of co covers. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite song cover? Oh, I have three of them. Can I tell you all three? Yes, please do. <laughs> okay. I uh, love that you're so sure about this. Is there anything by Miley Cyrus? Um, no. Okay. I, say yeah. I actually, I, some of the stuff she's been putting out, uh, it's really cool. She put out a song called Golden G-String, which is like kind of crass perhaps, but the content of that song is how she's dealt with the way the world has perceived her and her persona and how she's responded to that. And I think it's actually pretty poignant. So yeah, I like, I kind of, I think she has a good voice and I think the songs she's putting out are interesting and, and have some depth. So anyways, all that being said, uh, The Climb is not one of my top three songs. Um, That's a jam. It's a good song. It's a good song. Um, so there's three songs. I don't think that I don't think they're in any particular order. Uh, I'll start with um, uh, Yesterday by The Beatles. I think it's a beautiful song, and it's one of my favorite ones to play. It's not very high energy, so like I only whip it out when it's like a wine bar, or like people are chilling. Uh, second place, if that were to be third place, second place would be um landslide by oh, I love oh god good song my friend samantha and malilo and i put out a version of that and it's doing very well it has like oh, close to half a million streams which is exciting so Ooh, that okay. that was yeah. one of the ones that did well thank god um i love that song it's beautiful interesting chords interesting beautiful voice and uh the content is obviously like poignant getting older you know yada 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 and then the number one song my favorite song of all time to play to listen to or otherwise is uh, a bob dylan song called make you feel my love and uh, yeah it's just uh first of all not a lot of people know that bob dylan wrote it and if you were to go back this might be sacrilegious to say but like if you listen to the original album version that bob dylan put out it's not very good like his voice wasn't super great and that song um similar to like dolly parton writing i will always love you like hearing hearing a voice like whitney houston sing it makes you feel a lot differently than mm -hmm. like dolly parton it does you know so similarly like bob dylan wrote it and like this, the chord progression, the melody over these interesting chords, and uh, the content, and like the, it's like very specific, interesting ways to tell someone that you love them, and I think it's really beautiful. And then um, you like over over time, all these famous voices have 
covered it. I think the most famous one was Adele, like the, the version she did. But Billy Joel has a version of it out. Um, there was another indie artist that put a version out that I thought was really nice. And I'd like to record a version of it uh, at some point and been trying to figure out like what that would sound like. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my favorite song for sure. That's, that is interesting you say that about like some people don't know the original, like he's the original person that did it because mm-hmm. one of the one of my favorite covers is um, Cover Me Up by Morgan Wallen. Okay. And a lot of people hear it and they think it's his song, but it's not. I can't for the life of me remember whose actual song it is. But after he- hearing his version, I did go back to like look up who the original person was that made it. And I listened to his version. It, it, it doesn't have the same. It doesn't mm-hmm. draw me in or pull me in as much as like Morgan Wallen, Morgan's version of it does. Yeah. But it's just crazy how different artists can kind of like pull something out of a song and bring in a whole nother like audience for it yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i don't know how to explain that really but yeah you know some people that's the beauty of music i think it's like like the some people can really uh do an incredible thing just like writing a certain thing and uh, composing something and then someone like whether it's a guitar solo or like having a beautiful voice is able to elicit like another layer another level of emotions and yeah yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to give that song a listen on my way home. You definitely should. I think that for our next project, what we're going to do is go ahead and take some of your original songs off of one of your EPs or the last album that you just dropped and record our own cover version yeah. of it Perfect. to kind of see what kind of like m- emotion we can elicit from the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty you know? good. I'm going to do really well. I would love that. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take your job. I think we might do it in like yeah, run me out of town. The post Let the post will call me on Tuesday, be like, yo, we kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, get out here. <laughs> Can you be here by two? Yeah. Yes. We will one hundred percent do that. We'll and get Jordan a new violin, <laughs> wipe off the dust of her <laughs> fifteen year playing hiatus and she'll play the violin and I'll sing. Mm-hmm. I got you guys. God. We're gonna do a battle of the um artists and original versus cover. I love it. But it's just it. us versus Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a fist fight, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually just boxing no, in the parking lot. No music at all. Yeah. No one's singing. We're just fighting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sounds great, guys. <laughs> all righty. Do you have anything to add? No. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come over and talk. Are you are you uh, pleasantly um, if I were, scared? If I were any more thrilled, it'd be a problem. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, turn the cameras off, guys. <laughs> Scary. No, thanks for letting me talk about the show this Saturday. And uh, yeah, thanks for letting me share like about the sad songs. And uh, yeah, come get a taste of that this weekend. Okay, last question. Because on TikTok, I see this a lot of times where artists can see... Is it true that artists can see what playlist their songs have been added to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J-Boy just did a TikTok actually about it. Have you been added to any interesting named yeah. playlist. Yeah, I was added to like a birth playlist. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That was exciting. Wow, you're the first thing that kid's gonna hear coming out the womb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They played landslide on the way out. Like <laughs> I smoke a cigarette like it all goes down from here. This is as good as it gets. Um I had one uh one my favorite one was uh Sad girls doing sad girl shit was a good. That sounds playlist. like our playlist. Yeah, I was gonna say, whoa, whoa, you found my playlist. That was a fun one. Um, oh, depression session was a good one. Oh, that's a good 
And uh, sad introvert was a was a good, oh, and uh, there was another one. It was like a Spotify one called uh, depressed slash breakdown. Just like just two words, <laughs> like, no other explanation needed. Yeah, so uh, yeah, gra- glad to see that I'm finding a place amongst uh, the playlists and. Uh, Hope that that kid, uh, yeah, I, I want to meet that kid one day and hope, and hope, hope <laughs> that he turned be your out well. Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. We were making the playlist for Amplify 817, and we were like, uh, oh, man, it's like their tailgate playlist, but we yeah. want to put some, like, sad songs in there. We're like, man, we're going to talk to Teresa about making, like, a fall playlist so we can make yeah. like, yeah. a sad girl playlist. Because all <laughs> we do, like, we talked about this where we're on, like, sad talk together. All we do in the car is, like, scream, cry to sad songs, like, if someone else is in the car with me and Jordan, like, sorry, because mm-hmm. you're not going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. It's like our hype music. This one time yeah. we went in my car, <laughs> blaring. <laughs> Texas Live. What was the song? Um, we have a whole playlist. It's called, okay, but Mean It, Stripped by Love, makes me want to oh, rip my eyeballs raining. out of my head. Yeah, that's a good song. And like... It's so horrible. It's so good. And we blare it on the way to like go like drink at Texas Live to like watch a Rangers game. Like, why would we do that? But it's like we just get these cathartic. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, there's something in there. That you didn't I know guess. How to get it out. And that song, Lanny came in, Lyle came in. And oh, like, yes. Let me help you. Yeah. Yes. Let me take that burden off your they shoulders. They do absolutely. They also make me want to run my car off the bridge. But <laughs> that's why I have a playlist on my phone. Let me read the name of it so I don't get it wrong. It's a really good name for a playlist. But it, when people see it, they get a little bit nervous. I got a like, playlist for you called uh, "Crying in the Car." This one's called, do I, I, I want to kill myself? Maybe a little, but at least I have these songs. And I think oh. <laughs> it's good. And people, it'll all put it on like my, like when I had my old car and I had CarPlay, it would show the name of the, of the uh, playlist. I was like, damn, like stop. My playlists <laughs> are like emojis and like my sad songs are on like different color okay. heart emojis oh, that's i love that and it just depends on it's like it, it yeah. goes like i ha- yeah vague yeah so and spotify will also show is this what you're talking about where they show the name of the song you're listening to mm-hmm. and like the social i i yeah. turned that off one time i i, I said yeah. one time i turned it off permanently one of my friends <laughs> one of my friends texted me I was, I was on a road trip and my friend was like hey i just noticed that you're listening to jeff foxworth the, for the past four hours like <laughs> is everything okay yeah like, I, oh my god i was like okay, okay yeah I don't car play gets yet. everyone in trouble like even when you're just in the car like your text messages pop up i had to turn that off mm-hmm. <laughs> they saw they're like why is someone so texting you close your eyes mind your business all right i'm texting it to jordan yes thank you jordan will relay it i will it's good it's good playlist Alrighty, guys. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. We have a lovely guest. We hope that he will come back and we have not scared him off. No. Um, if not, we know where he plays. Yeah. So if we're blocked up. after this, I'll still see you Saturday. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come out, see us Saturday. Again, links will be posted. Yep. 2 p.m. at the post. That's right. Yes. You want, what's your, are you Jay Patnev on everything? Joe Patnev Joe? at Joe Patnev, JoePatnev.com. <laughs> <laughs> she always does this people's names. I am uh, not the name person. No. Patreon.com slash Joe Petnev, MySpace, Joe Petnev, Zanga, My Joe Petnev, Farmville, uh, Help Me Harvest the Strawberries, Joe Petnev. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. guys. We love you. Stay reckless. Stay reckless.